Let's open the Word of God this morning. We have three passages to read. First of all, Exodus chapter 13, 17 to 22, and then Numbers 9, 15 to 23, and 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 5. We begin with Exodus 13, beginning at verse 17. This is God's Word. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, though that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. So they took their journey from Sukkoth and encamped at Etham, at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So far, that part of Scripture. And then we'll turn to Numbers chapter 9, where it speaks a bit more about the pillar of cloud and fire, beginning at verse 15. Numbers 9, verse 15. Now the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, from evening until morning. It was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after that the children of Israel would journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey, and at the command of the Lord they would camp. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not journey. So it was, when the cloud was above the tabernacle a few days, according to the command of the Lord, they would remain encamped. And according to the command of the Lord, they would journey. So it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning. When the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey, whether by day or by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up, they would journey. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would, not, would remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. And the command, at the command of the Lord, they re, remained encamped, and at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And then we turn to 1 Corinthians 10, where the cloud is also mentioned by the Apostle Paul. The first five verses. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers 
were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. So far, the scripture reading and our text for this sermon this morning is Exodus 13, verse 21. We'll read that verse again. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. Beloved people of God, as you know, at the time of our text for this morning, the people of Israel had been freed from Egypt, freed from the darkness of slavery and death there, And now the people of Israel set out toward the promised land on their journey on foot with men, women, and children and all their animals through the wilderness, hundreds of thousands of people. But in the text, the Lord God shows that in love, he will care for his people on their journey. He gives them a a pillar of cloud and of fire, which they can follow in the daytime as well as at night. That pillar must have been enormous, large enough to hang over all the people, as I mentioned, hundreds of thousands of people at once, give them shade in the daytime as they traveled on, and provide light for them as they went by in the darkness at night. Amazing. With that pillar of cloud and fire, the Lord constantly gave his people both guidance as well as protection on their pilgrimage to the promised land. Guidance, first of all. Imagine the desert, all rock and sand in all directions. No signs to point the way to Canaan, this way to Canaan. No maps, no GPSs. Google Maps, only monotonous rock and sand, whichever direction you look. You could easily get lost in that wilderness. How many people have been lost finding themselves walking in circles in a wilderness? But God provided that pillar of cloud and fire to show the people the way during the day and at night. And with that pillar of cloud and fire, he also provided them with protection. By day in the burning heat of the desert sun, the pillar of cloud gave shade to the people. And at night, it could get freezing cold. Beasts of prey would be on the prowl. But the pillar of fire gave warmth and light. Congregation, as God's people... We, we are also on a pilgrimage to the promised land, the heavenly Canaan. And we need the same kind of guidance and protection on our way today too. If we go on our way to the spiritual Canaan by our own reasonings and feelings, we, we'd lose our way. 
in this confusing world we live in today. Where do we go? What do we do? And if we had to resist the temptations of the evil one and our own sinful nature ourselves, we, we would lose sight of God and his promises. But in his loving kindness, God also today provides us with a pillar of cloud and fire to guide and protect us on our pilgrimage to the heavenly Canaan. And that pillar of cloud and fire, I see three ways in which God provides guidance and protection for us. First of all, in that pillar of cloud and fire, we see his son, Jesus Christ. And we also see his word, and we see his almighty hand by which he guides us, his providence. With those, he wants to lead us to our heavenly heritage today, too. And I preached to you this morning God's loving care for his people, first through his son, secondly via his word, and third, by his hand. First of all, God's loving care through his son. A congregation, as the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10, what happened with the Israelites' wilderness wanderings was written down for our instruction as New Testament people of God also on the way. It's a picture of our journey to the promised land today and of God's provision and care for his people today to assure us of that. To begin with, God shows his loving care for his people now through providing full atonement for all their sins through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus perfectly obeyed the law. He fulfilled all righteousness for his people and he bore the full curse of the law in their place. And so in Jesus Christ, there is peace with God. In him, God provides reconciliation with himself. He can be with us, among us. Because God demands perfect obedience to his will in every respect. But Christ has provided that. Remember he says through Moses and repeats through Paul, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to do them. And when God requires that, we have to realize that we're totally unable by, to, to abide by all things written in the law. Everything we do is tainted with sin. My thinking, my intentions, my deeds, even my prayer and my Bible reading. So we of ourselves actually, of ourselves, we live under the burning sun of God's wrath. Also of ourselves in the freezing cold of God forsakenness. That's how we are of ourselves. And so we'd, we'd lose our way, we'd perish in the heat and in the cold. But God offers his son to us who fulfilled all righteousness, who bore the curse for us. Through him there is peace with God. In him God opens his heart to us, turns his face towards us, Jesus is the pillar of cloud for us on the way to the new Canaan. Come out of the heat of God's wrath and come under the protection of this cloud people into the protective shadow of Jesus Christ. By nature, 
we all think we can deal with the heat of God's wrath. That's how, that's how sinners think. By nature, we're inclined to believe that we can stand the heat of God's just wrath against sin. And that shows in our not always being that concerned about that wrath of God against sin in our everyday existence. And it, you realize it can feel so good to, to hold on to a sin, to be in Satan's grip. It feels so good that we don't think of the consequences of sin anymore. Or when it comes to us, the temptation, and we fall for it, we don't think of the consequence. But God tells us and reminds us time and again in His Word that a day is coming when you'll realize that it's impossible to bear His wrath against your sins. And if you remain in your sins till then, it'll be too late. You'll burn up forever. So you need to be under the cloud which is Jesus Christ. And sadly, by nature, we're also inclined to think that we can beat the cold in the dark night far away from the warmth of God and the light of God. We think we don't need God for our life. We can do fine without Him. Look at all the people in the world who don't acknowledge Him and still do fine. And that can be a temptation. And God keeps calling us to Himself, to the Savior He has given us. Because it's only through Christ, who was completely forsaken for us on the cross, that God's face can and will shine on us. It's only through Him, who is the pillar of fire, that we can again feel the warmth of God's presence. So we need to remain under that pillar of fire. Congregation, every day again, we need to experience the truth of Psalm 133 and 4. If you, O Lord should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness that you may be feared. Forgiveness through God's Son and Jesus Christ. And going to Him every day, every day again, is living in spiritual safety under that cloud of, that, that pillar of cloud and fire. That's what you're doing. You take refuge under that pillar of cloud and fire in your devotions. And that means not just that, that means then that you don't just assume you're fine, but you take shelter under that pillar of cloud and fire every day again. Otherwise, you'll end up losing your way to the promised land. And you'll end up in Satan's grasp under the burning sun of God's wrath or in the bitter eternal cold far away from God and His love. So you need to take refuge in Christ. Follow Him wherever He in His gospel wants you to go in your life. And then you make progress on the way to Canaan under that pillar of cloud and fire. Even if, if it might not look like you're making any progress, you are with Christ. You live under God's favor and care, even if it might not seem like it in your life. You will certainly make progress as long as you stay under that pillar, which is Jesus Christ. How good it is to know God's mercy and care through Him. We come to the second aspect of God's loving care for His people, namely also via His Word. That cloud, that pillar of cloud and fire also represents God's loving care for His people via his word congregation 
the word. That this, this word, this gospel, is an, actually an extension, we could say, of Jesus Christ, of God's care through his son, Jesus Christ. That's because Jesus Christ and his salvation is the focus of the whole Bible. He's called the word himself, the word made flesh. So it's also via the word that God leads us and cares for us. That word is a pillar of, of cloud and fire. And that's apparent from what we read in Numbers 9. It says there that the people were always supposed to pay close attention to that pillar of cloud and fire because when it settled, when it stopped moving, the Israelites were supposed to set up camp. And when it lifted, they were supposed to pack up and follow it wherever it led. And those times of lifting, humanly speaking, could take place at the most unexpected times, even in the night. And the place where that, that pillar settled could be in the most inhospitable place where there was no water to drink. So the people always had to pay careful attention to that cloud, that pillar of cloud and fire, especially at night too. There always had to be watchers to keep an eye on that, that pillar of cloud and fire in case it started to move. And they had to obey it, even if they had their doubts about where they were being led or where they were being instructed to settle down. Even if they didn't want to strike camp and move on because they were so comfortable where they were. Could be, it could be they figured they could make good time on the journey to Canaan as a certain day, but the pillar of clouds stopped. Or maybe they figured they should rest at night, but the, the pillar moved. The fire started moving. Congregation. It can be that we're so set on getting ahead in life, in so many aspects of life, that we, we actually neglect God's word in which he points out to us the way we need to go and how to follow that way. Too busy, hey, with work and social occasions and church and school and whatnot that we hardly have time to stop and humble ourselves before God's word, to open that word that gospel which is the power to salvation for everyone who believes it. And that word itself can tell us to stop. Stop here. Come to rest. And to consider whether, whether it's really well with our soul in what we're doing, where we're going. To ask ourselves, where are we really headed in life? Do we still realize that we're on the way to eternity? Or are we so absorbed with our life here? And maybe we need to stand still and consider whether we're really living closer to God and closer to God. Or have we become so consumed by our life and possessions that we've kind of drifted away from the God of promise? Think about what he has promised you in Christ. His grace, reconciliation, everlasting life, peace with him, the almighty God forever and ever. Stop and think about it. Thankfully, there are set times when the pillar of cloud and fire stands still today, too. Every Sunday, the first day of the week, the day of the week when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, we're called to stop. Stop our everyday activities and come under the proclamation of the gospel and let our souls rest in the Lord and in his word on that day. 
And at every mealtime, we have the opportunity to also stand still and open our Bibles and meditate on God and on His promises. And I hope we all do that. And then we also conspicuously place ourselves under the pillar of cloud and fire when we do that. We, we, We find shelter under that pillar. Don't run ahead doing all kinds of things while God calls you to stop. Otherwise, you'll end up in the burning sun and your soul will become drained of life. Or you end up in the bitter cold, estranged from the warmth of God. And you lose your way in the dark and your life is no longer on the way to the promised land. But the opposite is possible too, right? We can stop in our tracks while the pillar of cloud and fire moves on, wants us to move on. Via his word, God calls us to repent and follow him. But if we don't move forward, then we're comfortable in a sin and we don't move on when we're called to. We stay put and we end up in the hot sun and the bitter cold of the desert night then too. Congregation, the Lord calls us to follow his way via his word and his commandments. In his word, he tells us, He calls us to love him above all things and to worship him according to his will, to confess his name, to witness about him, to keep his day holy, to respect your parents and all who are in authority over you, not to hate but to love your neighbor, to be generous to others in need, to avoid sexual immorality, not to slander but always speak the truth in love, not to cover what others have but to be content. You heard the law to covet God's grace and direction above everything else. Lord, your, your way is good. See, with, with those commandments which we hear from his word every Sunday again, God calls us to live in humble repentance again, to break with sin and follow Jesus Christ who has gone before us to the promised land. But if you turn a deaf ear to God's word, and to his constant call to repentance in that word, then you're exposing yourself to searing heat and freezing cold, and you'll lose your way to the promised land. So keep listening to the word, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a pillar of cloud by day and of fire by night, provided by God to follow it to the heavenly Canaan. And we come to the last part of the sermon this morning. God's loving care for his people by his hand. As I mentioned already, with God's hand, I mean his almighty and gracious providence, whereby nothing happens to us by chance, but all things come to us by his fatherly hand. And that caring hand is there for God's people, thanks to Jesus Christ. And we confess that in Lord's Day 1 of the Heidelberg Catechism, right? Our Savior Jesus Christ also preserves me in such a way that without the will of my heavenly Father, not a hair can fall from my head. Indeed, all things must work together for my salvation. All things work together for my salvation. That's God's covenant promise. That is, His hand will lead and guide and keep our lives for for Christ's sake. That's what He will do. So the pillar of cloud and fire in our text also represents God's hand for us today. And God's hand guides and protects us in ways we might not expect. 
And we, we need to submit ourselves to that hand of God. Think of how that pillar of cloud and fire led the people of Israel in the wilderness. If you read the books of Exodus and Numbers and follow the route the Israelites took, then you'll notice a, lot of, a number of striking things about the leading by God's hand. In the first place, you notice that that pillar of cloud and fire led the Israelites to Canaan via a huge detour. The shortest way would have been to go northwest along the Mediterranean coast and to the land of the Philistines along the Mediterranean Sea. But if they took that way, it would mean that they would get to Canaan in only a few weeks. But the pillar of cloud and fire took them south into the desert. And that, that, that detour would add months to their trip. But the Lord God knew that they, would have to come in, that they would have to come into conflict with their enemies like the Philistines. And then they would have fled back towards Egypt. So he caused them to go the long way to strengthen them first so that they would be able to submit to him and, and so trust in him and take over the land of Canaan with him. And not only that, but God led them to a dead end even along the western shore of the Red Sea. He led them so that at a certain point they, they seemed to get stuck. The Egyptians were behind them and the Red Sea was in front of them and they couldn't turn any way. And so God tested them there. He wanted to show them that he could make a way for them where humanly speaking there was no way forward. He wanted to teach them to trust that his way is the good way. And then there was that special time at Mount Sinai. Israel remained there for almost two years and they must have wondered if the Lord was ever going to bring them any further. Are we going to stay here forever? But they had to wait as God instructed them about his laws and about the building of the tabernacle and the sacrifices. He taught them patience with that. And then when the pillar of cloud and fire moved closer to Canaan and after the people had rebelled against God in unbelief and refused to go in to Canaan, he led them back and forth through the wilderness of Sinai for 40 years to chastise them for their disobedience. And even those who did believe had to go along with the rest. They were taken along even though they must have been frustrated by that. I think you, you get the picture, right? God leads his people in similar fashion today to, to teach them, to guide them, to build them up by his almighty and loving and caring hand in Christ. And so in life, he can lead us via big detours, not the shortest way, not necessarily the way we expect or wish by his providence. For example, in a relationship or in leading one's family in a good way or, or health-wise, you had so many good intentions, but your health failed. God's hand can sometimes lead us in a different way than we figure is best. Maybe sometimes even to a dead end so that we think we'll never get through this. We'll never get through this financial collapse or a serious sickness or so 
You think that things will never turn out for your good anymore. But remember how God, by his hand in the pillar of cloud and fire, led his people through the middle of the sea, the Red Sea, and through that dry desert all the way to Canaan. God will let all things work for the good of those who love him, for his own. And congregation, we, we can trust that. We need to submit to that then. Otherwise, we become bitter and frustrated and upset. Congregation, if you don't keep your eyes on that pillar of cloud and fire, on God's loving care for his people, you can become pessimistic, depressed, rebellious. And then you can lose your way in the hate of God's testing. The apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 gives a serious warning about that. All the Israelites were under the cloud, which was a sign of God's loving care for his people on the way to Canaan. Nevertheless, with many of them, God was not pleased. They were overthrown in the wilderness. And the reason was, their heart wasn't with God. Their heart wasn't with God. They didn't believe his promise. They, they mistrusted him. And that means that you, you could even walk under that pillar of cloud and fire. Everything can look, look good on the outside. You can go to church. Your life looks fine. You take part in the Lord's Supper. But your heart is somewhere else. No heartfelt faith. Congregation, we all have to examine ourselves every time again, again and again. We're called to do that before every Lord's Supper. And we, we hope to celebrate that this afternoon. And you have those three parts of self-examination. Do we truly embrace Jesus Christ in faith as our only hope and future? Do we seek our, our direction and, and protection under him, that pillar of cloud and fire? And is it really our desire to live a new life and to follow the, the pillar of cloud and fire all the way to the promised land, no matter where that pillar leads us? If so, then we need to take part in the Lord's Supper this afternoon. And at the Lord's Supper, we will receive the food and drink we need to make progress on our pilgrimage to the promised land, heavenly Canaan. And there, in that heavenly Canaan, that pillar was no longer there. That pillar of fire and cloud was gone. There, in our heavenly Canaan, we, know we won't need God's hand any longer because we've arrived. There, we won't need his word any longer because we'll see everything, what we believed. And all that is left is seeing God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, and enjoying him forever. Amen.